Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can follow us on Facebook or visit our website at BeatitudesChurch.org. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society. You might remember I referred to this lesson in a story that I told you a while back about a chapel that is in my home church in Altadena, California, and the little chapel built on to the side of the uh, sanctuary, and it was dedicated by a family uh, in memory of two sons. The older son mailed away for a gun, got it, and shot his younger brother. And so this chapel was dedicated to those two boys, one of whom died at the hand of his brother, and the other of whom has been incarcerated ever since with his mental illness. Can you imagine what a burden that must be for a family to have something like that happen? Or the promise that Jesus gives, how could it be more impactful impactful and important today? There isn't one of us in this life who doesn't have burdens. We don't use that term very often. I guess when I think of a burden, I think of a couple of oxen with a yoke. Um, So we don't use that term very much anymore, but we all have worries and fears and concerns and responsibilities, and sometimes we have resentments and guilts and debts, regrets all of which are are kind of like burdens to us, the things we carry around with us. Most of them don't weigh us down particularly. They're they're not real um, heavy to to carry in our hearts, in our our spirits, and so they don't bother us most of the time. I have a fear of heights. Anybody else have a fear of heights? Well, come on. Somebody's got to... Well, a few years ago, Georgianne and I uh, took a river cruise through France. And of course, part of the tour was to, uh, the cruise was to tour Paris. And so we went to the Louvre and we went to Notre Dame right before it burned, by the way. And during the months preparing for this trip, I was thinking about the Eiffel Tower, you know, and thinking, God, can I go up in that thing or not? And so finally I decided I'm gonna, I'm gonna go up in that thing. Well, by the time I was standing at the foot of the Eiffel Tower, I looked up and I said, I ain't going up in that thing. <laughs> so that's the sort of history I have with that. To add to that, my son who, who loves Grand Prix racing has been to some Grand Prix racing, went to Singapore for a race, um, he went to uh, England for a Grand Prix race, and he texted me one day. He lives in um, Lake Tahoe, so we've been texting a lot back and forth in the last couple of weeks as the snow kept getting higher and higher. And he said, uh, why don't you go with me to my next Grand Prix race in November? That would be this coming November. And so I said, where is it? And he said, it's in Dubai. So I thought, well, how can you pass up a a free trip to Dubai, right? So after these texts were going back and forth, he um, 
mentioned that the tallest building in the world is in Dubai. And he said, you know, we can't go to Dubai without going up into that building. Well, he's not crazy about heights either, but he's not as terrified as I am. So I said, okay, we'll, we'll go up. My fear is that there will be an elevator on the outside of that building. Well, if that's true, I'm either going to be facing the door, right? Or I'm going to be curled up in a ball in a fetal position on the floor. So those are the kind of burdens we have that they don't change our life, but they're still there. Those are those easy kind of things that we carry around. But some of our burdens are heavy. They do weigh us down. What is the terms that are used in the lesson are, are burdens that weigh us down and make us weary, make us weary. Sometimes they even cause us to lose sleep. Maybe one of those burdens for us is our failing health. It's, it's a burden for us. It's heavy for us. Maybe it's caring for a loved one who was, who was ill and who may be in failing health also. Sometimes our heaviest burdens are those responsibilities that just come along in this life that, that are just so hard to bear. Sometimes they're financial burdens. Sometimes they're, they're burdens uh, that happen to members of our family. Those are the kind of burdens that wear us down. Now, those burdens don't make us weak. They don't make us inadequate. They just kind of come along in this life just because we're alive. Matthew begins this teaching, this verse that we heard today, with a command, come to me. Come to me in Jesus' words. Come to me when you're weary and when you're weighed down. No problem, right? Well, we can't do that until we have let go of that tight grip we have on those burdens that we have and those fears that we have, all fortified by a, a large dose of pride, to allow some sort of intervention, some divine intervention from that higher power that we call God and we call by many other names. We can't let go until we allow ourselves, we allow God to be present and enter into our hearts. Maybe you've heard this poem. It's by uh, Loretta P. Burns. As children bring their broken toys with tears for us to mend, I brought my broken dreams to God because God was my friend. But then instead of leaving God at peace to work alone, I hung around, tried to help in ways that were my own. At last, I snatched them back and cried, how can you be so slow? God said, my child, what could I do? You never did let go. We can't ask for help until we admit to ourselves that we need it. A fact that Jesus knew when he spoke these words. Lucy hinted a little bit to this next question that I ask you. What exactly does it mean when Jesus says, come to me? 
When my kids misbehaved and rebelled, and I'm sure your children never did that, we would set them down and have a come-to-Jesus talk. Have you ever had a come-to-Jesus talk with your kids? Well, my kids were raised by a Catholic Irish mother and a liberal Protestant minister as a father, so they knew what a come-to-Jesus talk was all about. It meant, of course, that it was time to become accountable for and to face the consequences of their behavior. Now, we, have, we here are people who take Jesus seriously. So we need to consider this command of the first part, the opening part of this lesson, come to me. We need to take that seriously. What does it mean to you when Jesus says, come to me? What does the person of Jesus mean to you when he says, come to me? And what does the idea of Jesus mean to you when he says, come to me? I have a confession to make today, and I imagine an apology to some of you. And that is after 40 years of serving local churches in four different states and officiating at hundreds of memorial services and funerals, if I ever hear that old moldy hymn in the garden one more time, I think I'll scream. The idea of walking in a garden with Jesus just doesn't resonate with me. You remember the words. You can sing it with me if you like. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. That's enough. <laughs> so over the years, my understanding of Jesus for my faith has evolved and it has become more meaningful for me, the person of Jesus. I don't need Jesus to walk in the garden with me. I need Jesus as a link to a loving God who will bear my burdens with me and in whom I can find that rest, that rest that Jesus promises. In this simple lesson, Matthew teaches us a fundamental truth about Jesus, that Jesus was a source of rest and healing with his hands, with his heart, and with his spirit. That there was something special about this Jewish prophetic peasant preacher who was a vessel through whom God can be made known, and Lucy referred to that today. Somehow God was able to come through this person, this, this peasant preacher, and affect human life. So when Jesus says, come to me, to us, some, what, over 2,000 years ago now, how do we respond? We come to Jesus in whatever way we find that rest that he promised us so long ago. Maybe we find that rest in prayer, in meditation, in yoga. Maybe we find that rest in, in reading 
the Holy Scriptures, our Bible, other, other Holy Scriptures. Maybe we find that rest when we're together, when we're with other people. Maybe that's where we find that rest that Jesus promises. Certainly we can find that in the Bible, in the Psalms, in the other wisdom literature, as we call it in the Scriptures. Maybe we experience it in nature. How many of you have an absolutely favorite place out in nature? My favorite place are the redwoods of California, the coast redwoods. There's something that happens to me when I'm there. And that's where I, where I can find rest. Maybe we find rest in God's creatures. Anyone out here ever find any rest and uh, solace from your troubles with your dog or your cat? I think what Jesus is saying when he says, come to me, is a call. It's a call to let the peace of God that we are told in the scriptures passes all understanding. We pray for that peace to enter our hearts when our burdens seem to be the heaviest. For our creator knows our needs, even when we can't even express them to ourselves. Corey Tenboom, speaking in her book about her Holocaust experience, reminds us that, and this is from her book, she says, there is no pit so deep that God's love is not deeper still. That deeper love was, I believe, embodied in Jesus and is there for us if we ask for it. A love that lightens our burdens refreshes our souls as we worship today may that be a promise we can believe in amen thank you for joining us for today's show you can help us to continue this program by making your donations at beatitudeschurch.org backslash online dash giving beatitudes radio empowering people to enrich society.